Welcome back to Mishnah Yomi. Today we're moving right along Masech, Das Kalayim, Parag Beis, Mishnah Zion, and Mishnah Ches. As we discussed previously, the case we are trying to figure out is if you have two fields next to each other, do you need to have something to demarcate the differences between the two fields so that you don't have Kalayim, or do you not? In today's case, what it is is Hayerosh Torchitim Nichnas Beso Shel Seorub. You have two fields, one of, let's say, barley, one of wheat. And they meet each other, but they meet each other at a corner. And not both of them are at a corner, but you can have perhaps one of them. The wheat, the corner of the wheat field, it's on an angle, and it touches the barley field on, at a corner. Because it's clear and apparent, it's two separate distinct fields, because it's only meeting at a corner, so therefore you do not need to have a barrier or separation. Because it looks like the end of your field. And it's very clear, it's not it's not two fields that are running into each other, it's or one field running into each other, but it's two separate fields, and therefore that's enough to serve as demarcation of two distinct fields, so you do not need to put up some sort of barrier. That case and all the previous cases were all cases where you have one person owning two fields adjacent to each other. What if you have neighbors, two individuals who live next to each other whose fields run up alongside each other? What's the din then? What if you have a field of barley and excuse me, of wheat, and your friend has a field of barley? Now the halach is if you look at the psuk and the psukim say, son in your field, you shall not place claim. Now, we're particularly dealing here with claim of of wheat and something else, not wheat and, and, and vineyard, but in your field, you should not have claim, which seems to imply if there's your field has one min and your friend's field has another min, you have barley and your friend has wheat, so there would be no prohibition to have your fields run up along each other when the barley and the wheat ne- right next to each other because it's not claim in your field, it's two separate fields owned by two different individuals. Here is a case where you have a field of barley, your friend has a field of wheat, and in between you have 30 feet. You have 30 feet, or I just made that number up. You have a, you have a, you have a, a separation, a gap between your field of barley and your friend's field of wheat. Says the Mishnah, Mut lismochlom osamin. You can now go and plant wheat in the 30 feet gap, assuming that you belong, it belongs to you, even though the wheat's going to connect to his wheat, but then run up and touch your barley. And why is that? And the reason for that is because because the reason it seems is because it looks like an extension of your friend's field, which according, again, it's a little bit of a discussion why still that would work, but it seems like the chiddush of this mission is because it looks like an extension of your friend's field of wheat, it's enough to make it as if it is in a way a hemshech of your friend's field, and therefore it wouldn't be climb even though you technically own the wheat and the barley, which is a big chiddush. Next case. Mutter if in between your two fields, again, you have a gap, let's be called it 30 feet just for argument's sake, or discussion's sake, and you, you're allowed to put one furrow, one line of flax in between your two fields, just because you want to test the soil to see if its soil is fertile enough to sustain flax. So you can grow one thing of flax, but not, but not other but not other minim, not other sorts of uh, vegetation. And the reason why flax is special and unique is because no one plants a field exclusively of flax. No, excuse me, one furrow exclusively of flax. When you plant flax, you plant a whole field's worth, not one furrow. So anyone walking by is going to look at it and say, oh, one furrow of flax, he must be testing it. And therefore, it's not Maris I, and they're not going to think you're engaged in climb. And the reason why it's mutter for you is because you have no intention of sustaining and cultivating this flax. You just want to let it grow a little bit to see if it, this, this land is appropriate for growing flax in the future. 
So again, if there's two there's two parts to this. There's the part on your end why it's not climbing is because you don't intend to to sustain it and to nourish it. You just want to see if it's going to grow. And the part that of everyone walking by is not Marzine because when they see flax growing and it's only one furrow, they're gonna be like, oh, he's only doing it to test it, not. He's not doing it because he actually wants to grow climb because no one grows one far off flax. Masha'inkain, other minim, where you might, where other minim, you do grow one, one far of that min, and therefore it would be a problem. If Shimon Omer, Echad Zerapishnav Echad Kol Minim. He disagrees and says, no, whether it's flaxseed or any other species, it's forbidden because it's Maris Ayin. And that, again, it's not going to be a concern of actual climb because you have no intention of sustaining it. You just put it there to, to test the ground, but it's a problem of Maris Ayin. Rav Yossi Omer, af patelam Rav Yossi is the most maker. He's like, no, even in middle of your field, you can grow a little flax to see if next year you want to grow a crop of flax seed because it's just a test and people seeing it will know right away exactly what you're doing. And from your end, it's not a problem, as the Chaznish explains, because you don't intend on keeping it and sustaining it. You just want to see if it's going to grow. Mishnaches. In Somchin, once we discussed the space in between your fields, we're going to discuss some other things, some other things that you can't plant there. We may not plant mustard or saffron next to grain, even if you just want to test it. Why? Because sometimes people just grow a single furrow of these crops. But if you have a uh, field of vegetables, then you could grow a furrow of mustard or saffron. And the reason for that is because the the mustard seed and the saffron are actually harmful to vegetables. They suck up all the nutrients. They don't allow the vegetables to reach the proper maturity level and growth. And therefore, anyone walking by is going to say, wait, why would a person plant saffron and mustard there? It's going to destroy his field. Oh, it must be. He's just trying to test the ground. He's only doing it for a short time. And therefore, there's no marzine. However, when can one plant two things next to each other? If there is a mechitza separation, what's considered mechitza? Samach labar next to a... Uh, a piece of unplowed land, linear, or next to plowed land, that pl- plowed land has not been planted, Lugafa, a stone wall, Uderach, a private road, which is four wide, similar to we saw in Sachspeya, Ulgeder Gvoras Vatochem, a fence that is ten Tzvachem high, Ulcharajshu Omek Asar Varach of Arba, or a ditch that is ten Tzvachem deep and four Tzvachem wide, Ulilanshu Meseya Al Haaretz, a tree that covers the ground with its branches, i.e., it hangs very low, think of some sort of willow, Ulasela Gvoras Asar Varach of Arba, or a very big rock that's ten Tzvachem high and four Tzvachem wide. All these cases serve as a separation between the species, and therefore you can plant them next to each other, assuming this is in, in between them. What the fascinating discussion is going to come up is, what if you create a wall that's not actually there, i.e. a source of Pesach, like our Erev, where you put uh, a lechi, a lechi, a, a pole, a pole, and a string running between them, where we look at it as if there's a wall in between. There also, it seemingly it would work, and the question is why, which we'll get to sometime in the future. Amir Tashem, everyone should have a wonderful Shabbos.